The Wickham Wanderers Show on Wickham Sound. I literally come back from having a, a really serious accident at work at the time and went through the process of doing rehab and the, the club were fantastic with me for that. For that. And uh, I think he'd taken the chaps over to, um, to Henlow Grange, I think, for a, sort of a bit of a chill-out day and what have you. And um, he invited me over and called me up and said, I want to offer you a contract. So I was like, wow, that's amazing. So that was one of my, my school schoolboy dreams realised at the ripe old age of whatever it was then, 30 or 32, 33. And uh, it took me about uh, three or four seconds to say, yeah, thanks very much. Yeah. You know, I, I remember the first game I played for Wickham in the first team, I was playing against the then England fullback and I gave him a roasting. <laughs> and, you know, everything seemed to just happen. Good things happened. And uh, I then, as you probably know, stayed playing for Wickham for 15-odd years and played 520-odd games for them. So, you know, it was a great time there. Great team, great club. Brian Lee at the time, the manager, he knew Jack Charlton and he, he, he knew the football, the standard and everything. And he said to us, I think, he, I think it was a bit of a, a contract, really, because he said to us, as good as you are, because we did have a good team, there's no question, you'll get a spanking against these because these are no-nonsense professional side. But of course, that, all that did really with the characters that we had in air side was spur us on, really, if anything. And uh, we really should have won. And I can remember when we got back to Wickham after the match, we stopped at the cricket ground on the way in from London and the supporters towed the coach by hand from there to the Red Lion in the High Street. And in the High Street, there was the most enormous crowd. And I, you know, I was lucky enough being part of the, of the squad, as it were. And we went up on the balcony of the old Red Lion and faced all the crowd who were cheering as though we'd won the match comfortably. But it was such an experience that I shall never, ever forget. The game when Cuz uh, got sent off, for his uh, two-foot tackle, you know, we'd, we'd come in half-time and I think he'd been set off like five, ten minutes before and he was in the shower, showered up, all soaked up and O'Neill just came in and dragged him out by his ear and just threw him into the, uh, in, into the tunnel area. That was, uh, that was hilarious. Blessing pro Cuzzo, but for me, that, you know, I didn't even know what mine said half-time. I was just curled up in the corner trying, yeah, trying to stop him seeing me laughing. There was a fantastic camaraderie. I know it's an overused word, but it really was. It was uh, evocative of the team. They were willing to fight for each other the whole time. But there was an enjoyment during our training sessions as well. And we, I mean, we weren't blessed with any great training ground or anything like this year. We we tried different places. We finally settled up at Homer Green for a while, where there was a, 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 a man and his wife looked after us very, very well. And they were terrific to us. And um, after training, the buns and the sandwiches would come out. We just, it was, honestly, it really was a super, super time for us. And, and, and of course, with the results going well on the pitch, that helps immensely. And uh, I, I look back on that there with really fond memories. In the first season, we got through to the last, in the last 16 of the Amateur Cup, which of course was always the big thing in those days. We played Marine Crosby, a team from Liverpool, at Lopes Park, a crowd of 12,000. 
lucky enough, we, we beat Marine and then had um, Barnet away in the quarterfinals of the Amateur Cup with, with 11,000. You've got to remember that this was shortly after the war when there weren't many cars around. They'd been starved of sport during all the war years. And um, there's a huge appetite for sport. But because people didn't have cars, you either travelled to London to see Arsenal or Chelsea or someone, or you stopped in Wickham and watched the local team. Your goal then is, is, is to actually playing an FA Trophy final and, and, and I was lucky enough to playing two as as were some of the other players. And if you take the nineteen, you know, the year we won the we won the trophy in the league in the same year. You know, we also won the Champion Shield three years on the trot and we got and that year we got beat in the Drinkwise um final as well. So, you know, we we, we, we had a we won three out of four trophies at non league level that you can win. But arguably we were the I was part of probably the best non-league team in the country. So, you know, they were great times. We played against Tottenham in a, in a friendly when they had an unbelievable side out. And Glenn Hoddle, Ozzy Ardiles, Ricky Villier, they were really a first-class team. And that was a year, I think, that Clive Allen scored 45 goals or something in the old first division. So, yeah, it was quite an experience. But, yeah, I spent my whole afternoon, I think, backpedalling for Glenn Hoddle's little chips over the top because he didn't chip anything on onto your head, he had half each activity just over your shoulder or just over the back where you couldn't reach it. He was unbelievable, really. His, his skill level was fantastic. It was very strange. That was my second game, I think. I saw uh, about 10 people wearing wigs and I just couldn't believe it. I think my, my hair was, uh, at, the, at that time, was very, very distinct and um, very unique. So people, yeah, I used to I used to get called all sorts of things every time we play away, but... I just took it as a as banter and then the Wigan fans really took it to the heart and then yeah, they started selling some wigs in the club shop. <laughs> John was, was fully aware of my deficiencies, but he, he he looked at my strengths and said, Okay, what can I get out of this of this kid? What can he bring to the to the to the team? And that's a, a fantastic quality in in a manager and um you know it's I was able to do well and that the team was able to do well most importantly. I was top scorer for a few years, but um when you play with good players, it does help. They, they put good crosses in and make good chances for you. And, um, you know, obviously I scored the first goal at Adams Park as well against Nottingham Forest. I think that was, how long was that? 30 years ago? <laughs> it's a long time ago now. So, um, yeah, it was really pleasing. That, of course, is uh, really what uh, my philosophy was at the, the club, Wickham Wanderers, is for people in Wickham first and foremost. And it's only when we can't find them in Wickham that we might go out to Marlow or Maidenhead. You know what I mean? That's That was my thinking. And let's make it our club, let's make it the town club. But I'm, I'm, you, you get, uh, I mean, the grammar school, obviously, is rugby. So that wasn't going to produce anything. And the other schools were all in a mess, bit of a mess. So we, I was disappointed with the number of local players we had, really. I think the week before um, we lost 3-2, I didn't play in that game. I had a virus for about four or five days during the week, building up to the Sutton at home game. And um, I came to the ground. Martin said, are you OK to play? I said, I'm OK. David Jones and the doctor said, oh, I don't think he should play because lost, I lost half a stone. And um, funny enough, I, I went, and went in and watched the Grand National while the game was on because I, I was so devastated that I couldn't play. And um, 
But then I think we played Woking during the week, drew nil-nil, and then um, Martin changed the team completely because we lost at that game and he thought he'd go for it. And um, we were so hyped up for this game. It was I mean, Martin says to me now, he said it's in his top five games of all time since he's been a manager. And I think, really? And he's, you know, he's quite genuine when he said it was in his top five games, that certain away game, which we won 4-0. And um, I was very lucky to score um, two goals and I think go down and do uh, as one of the worst celebrations you've ever seen in football <laughs> as well. The resilience in that group, you know, how many replays we went through? I think two or three. I think Millwall, Grimsby, and Wimbledon all went to a, a replay during that. And then to play Leicester, beat them away. And of course, to lose against Liverpool, but in a very respectable fashion, if there is such a thing when you lose, um, it just was, it, well, it was the moment for me of a, as a footballer outside of, you know, and I still put this above playing for my country, playing for my country being the next big thing. But it, those are the two peak moments in my soccer playing career. It was uh, very exciting. You know, I mean, uh, 90-odd thousand uh, packed house. Uh, wonderful. Coming up the tunnel was uh, incredible. You come out in, you know, through the opening and onto the pitch and the roar was uh, something to behold. It was uh, amazing. Wonderful memories. This letter arrived from the surgeon and it was all typed as they officially are. And at the bottom, there's a very big bold ink signature. And underneath it said, what a remarkable recovery. What a remarkable man. And I think that just summarises the types of people that worked and played for Wickham Wanderers. I remember Brian Lee took me to one side and he said, remember, it's not quantity, it's your quality of life. And basically he said, if I joined Wickham, I would be an England amateur international. And um, true to his word, within um, a couple of months of signing for Wickham, I'd won my first amateur international cap. I think we played it at Wickham, actually. It was against Republic of Ireland, I think. And then I was managed, uh, was able um, to get a goal with about five minutes to go. And and it was incredible, you know, the whole tent full with Wickham fans, scarves, banners, mums, dads, you know, it just went crazy. The whole end went just ballistic and... Uh, it was a fantastic feeling and I hoped it wasn't just going to be that I just we were all like desperate to to keep that cut run going and even if we could have taken it to extra time or penalties or something just to because we enjoyed thoroughly the um, the run the trip the um, the adrenaline filled sort of journey that it was obviously that Berry one sticks out because it was it was my first senior hat trick the, the Chelsea at home game where we drew one all and I, and I managed to score Charlton away where we won 1-0 would be one that, that sort of stuck in my mind and, and Fulham away where I think we won 2-1 and, and I was fortunate enough to score again We were able then to see the game through and the atmosphere afterwards you know with the, the home supporters was fantastic and I think everybody that was you know associated or involved in that game will, will never forget it Certainly, that Wickham team was a very, very strong team, but probably no stronger than Brian Lee's teams all across that era. It's just that you've got to, you've got to give yourself the opportunity of being able to play in something like a, an FA Cup game or a, you know, a Cup final or whatever to see if, if uh, you can meet those expectations. 
The Wickham Wanderers Show, only on Wickham Sound. (laughs) 